You're listening to the Loud Thumbs Podcast. Get ready for games, entertainment, and adult beverages. Around here, we only have three rules. Game on, volume up, and stay loud. Hosted by your stout savoring super fan, Nick, and his IPA-inspired co-host, Josh. Time to get loud. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Loud Thumbs Review this week. We are going to be bringing Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, We both played on the PlayStation 5, so that's what we'll be discussing this entire episode. And feel free to tune in after, and we'll remind you at the end, we're going to have a spoiler cast, so we're going to be spoiler-free this time. (laughs) If you have not played the game and you don't want to hear the story, don't listen to that. Yeah, only listen to this one and then go play the game, finish up the yes. story and then come back and and talk and chat with us on our discords about anything we got wrong in the story that you hated or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are going to get into doing this real quick. Like uh, first thing we're going to do is kind of go over release date and go from there. And Josh and I will start putting our two cents on the game. Let you guys know what we think about it. Um so this is Horizon Forbidden West on the PS5 and came out fe- February 18th, 2022. Developer is Gorilla. Pricing is going to be between 60 and 70, depending on the console of choice. Um, myself, personally, I had 51 hours in the game. Josh, what number did you hit over there, guy? Uh, 75. 75, okay. I knew you were higher yep. than me. So <laughs> last we talked, you were 60. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, and you did, in fact, beat the story of the game, correct? Hundred percent. Yep. Yes. Yes. Same here. I didn't hundred percent the game. I don't want just no. the, the full disclosure there. There's a lot of shit to do. Yeah, there is. I think I had thirty nine of the fifty nine or something like that trophies. So nice. So yeah, that was fun. I, I think I'll go back and get more of that kind of stuff. This is always a game you can just kind of retread and just find the collectibles and do a little fun shit. Yeah. Exactly. Now, before I get into my overview, before we go too far, I do want to say, you know. Let me say this is for sure one of my favorite new franchise IPs. And however, I am critical during this review. Just be sure to take that all and know that I'm proud of, let's say, one of my kids, right? For reason, example, I'm real proud of that kid, but I know they could have done better, right? You know what I mean? Mm, like that's okay. that's okay. kind of where I'm that's kind of where I'm gonna be in this review. And I think I think I'll make that make sense by the time we get to the end. But that's kind of where I'm at um, just as an overall so far. And we'll see what number I give okay. it by the end. Josh could sway me on a number. I don't know. We're going to find <laughs> we'll out. See. It happens. We'll that's see. what this is for. That's what it's about. <laughs> also, full, full disclosure for me, um, this will show up in a lot of things I have to say about the game. But this world um, just synergizes with me in general. Aloy does. So I think... I'm going to have uh, a rather biased opinion of this game. <laughs> you have it so, now. Everything Josh says, you can ignore. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yes. No, I get that. I get that. I think some of our heavier listeners would already be like, yep, nope, I get it. I, I see why it's a, it's a full Josh game and maybe not a 100% net game. I get it. I get it. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
Well, I'll give you the overview and we're going to get into some discussion here. So something called the blight has started to take over the earth, killing everything in its path. Aloy is now taken upon herself to figure out how to stop the blight and save the world. While doing this, she finds herself entangled in even more mysterious plot lines that she needs to solve before she can end the blight and save the earth. So it's it's a very mysterious game. We're not really going to give away any plot points at this you know, part of the podcast. You'll tune in for the second yep. one for that if you'd like. We'll get into the, the thick of it there. But I, I do need to say one thing at the very, very beginning. And I bought the Regala edition of this game. I don't regret that in any way. However, I will say as far as narrative goes, the one thing that I needed more of was Regala. I mean, come on, dude. Like okay. I wanted, I okay. wanted more yeah. from that character because there wasn't enough. It's just that simple. I won't go into plot lines or anything that happens, but I wanted more of her. She is played by Angela Bassett, who is Ooh, a freaking incredible job. Yeah. Incredible. Oscar, Oscar award winning Angela Bassett. So it shows. Yeah, it shows. it's absolutely amazing. And I, I just wanted more of her. Um, I did like her character quite a bit and I did not get enough of her. But let's let's be real. Everything Regala said was fucking gold. The, the amount of one liner <laughs> she had uh, is sometimes in the games were just I literally paused the game and my wife was sitting there. I'm like, did you just fucking hear what she said? That was the most one of the most incredible things I've ever heard. Yeah, she had excellent dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. I can't think of any of it off the top of my head, but I know she hit me like right where I wanted. And I was like, man, let's go. Let's go. And then like it just didn't go where I wanted it to go, at least with not enough of it. Um, any more on the narrative side of of the game, like as far as story, spoiler free conversations you want to bring up or go over? Ooh, if. You do not want a dialogue-heavy game. You do not have to play it. Oh, this also may not be the game for you. I stuck around for all of the dialogue because they do the most rich, incredible world-building of any game I've ever played. Like, oh, man, some Ghost of Tsushima level, if not above, like world-building and character development. You know, I'm going to say it. It's better. It's better than that game. This is I've never experienced more developed characters as Horizon Forbidden West. There's so much you can talk about. You can get the opinions of your of your buddies like at almost any time after, especially after major events, uh, just talking about what happened, what how they feel about it, how they want to support Aloy. Um, Aloy's thoughts on, on the matter of things, you know, Aloy herself, uh, Ashley Birch, that voice actress for her did an even better job in the first game, which I did not think was possible. She's <laughs> so much more developed. Uh, she, Aloy is wittier, sassier, cares about things more. She's more believable than she was before. Um, incredible. I, I loved every bit of dialogue. Everything felt very natural. It's very easy for a game to, to feel scripted because it is scripted. It, it's a story. It's written. But every every conversation feels natural and the characters do not feel out of place. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's all on point for sure. The, the one thing for me, and th this kind of goes with narrative, but it also kind of goes with some of the gameplay mechanics also. 
but I feel like it kind of leans more into narrative. And that is with the choosing of dialogue and like what part of the wheel you want to, you know, talk to the person about and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, as I got further into the game, I noticed, I just felt like they didn't put as much polish onto the characters you meet further into the game for me. And maybe because it's out of order and it's open world, it could have been different, but here's what I mean by that. In the beginning, when I was using the wheel to talk to someone, I could use the wheel in any order and the conversation felt fluid and it, and it was like, okay, all this kind of flows together. It's good. And as I got further into it and I still did that, I used every, I went to every single piece and, and asked every single question and made every piece of contact I needed to. Then she would like repeat some of the things. So it, it didn't feel as cohesive and it took me out of the experience a little bit. So it was like one of them, for example, was toward the end. I'm having a conversation with one particular character and I ask her all my questions and then I went to go like, okay, we're going to do the thing and leave. And she repeated part of the thing that I just asked her about again and then went into it as if like I had never asked her that. And I felt like there was some misses there that really, I was like, Oh man, like I just, I was just an instant like drop of like, damn, like, you know, it instantly took my brain out of it. Like I, I just kind of lost, I don't know, like, the immersion really i mean that's really the best word for it like i was just into the story and everything and then it was just like the exact same dialogue came out of her mouth word for word then mm-hmm. followed followed by another sentence as if i didn't ask her the question that i did earlier yeah and i think i i think i know what you're talking about because i had a little bit of the same experience um but I, I, I understood it because if you were someone, it, it was some important story information, like mainline story information, not just world building. Um, if you didn't understand the relevance and you were the person who's like, I see like these five dialogue options and they could each go deeper and they co- they commonly do. If you, mm-hmm. you can follow a, a same thread for a minute, um, then you just wouldn't understand what you're doing and you would lose a lot of that. So mm. if you're playing in a hurry and you're not in it for all the dialogue and you're like, I just want to go shoot some fucking robots, <laughs> then, um, yeah, you're not going to listen to that, but you still need the context and it still needs to be at least a decent story. Um, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I had a little bit of the same thoughts. Um, I just, I get it though. Yeah, I mean, I get it too, but I, I just felt like that polish from what I expected from this game would have been taken into those levels, especially dialogue driven because there's already going to be the gameplay things. But yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other thing I want to talk to you about is, you know, the dialogue wheel is fine. It's all good, mm-hmm. but I kind of wanted the dialogue wheel to go away about halfway through the game. I wanted all the dialogue okay. and not to have to select it. So then that would stop happening to me. I would not have duplicated, you know, they could have told me the story in the order they wanted to tell it to me. And I would have had all of the content in the order given by them, which I'm totally cool with sitting back and just chilling and watching some cool ass, you know, dialogue cutscenes happen. Right, and right. I get that it was there to skip or, you know, follow whatever line of the dialogue you cared about. But what, what are your thoughts on that? Like, as far as the, the dialogue wheel being a, a pivotal kind of thing versus kind of it being a bit of a chore. Cause I kind of find it, I found it to be a bit of a chore as I continued the game. Cause I would have rather pushed a button and sat and watched. 
And listen. Yeah, yeah, I got a little column A, a little column A, because I, I wanted all the dialogue. I wanted to hear every character's every yep. conversation. I wanted to build the entire world. I wanted to know about the Tanakh culture. Mm-hmm. I wanted it all. So the only times I really got annoyed is when you were asking about different, like, uh, one line of, like, talking about uh, the tribes of the Tanakh, and they would stop. And then, like, so you were talking about this thing. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, we just finished this part, but I wanted to continue, I wanted to finish this thread of thought. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so it didn't happen too terribly often, and so when we talk about these things, I don't make it sound like it happens all the fucking time. It's not, it's not uncommon, but it's not common either, right? It's got it's kind of yeah. a little bit in the in between. So I kind of get it, like, okay, I got the gist of that. Let's go on to a different thread, but I want to hear the entire thread then and then move on to the next thread and then move on to the next thread and if you're watching youtube i'm putting my hands into a, a circular kind of motion <laughs> right for the wheel and um so i like it because it lets me pick uh what i'm more, most interested in hearing oh i'm like oh what does aloy really what, what relevance does it have to her i want to build her story and then we can talk about the other things you know um it just annoyed it it did kind of annoy me a little bit when i had to keep picking the same path and like yeah, and that's why I like apples. So you were talking about how you like apples. Tell me yeah. more about that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. just keep going. We wouldn't have to stop if you had not. But I understand because the threads aren't necessarily short. And so if you're a player that like, holy shit, let me get through the dialogue. I want to go shoot some robots. I know why it's there. I know why it says for those players. Not everybody wants every ounce of story like we do. Uh, so for for us, it's it's a little annoying. For others, I'm sure is a godsend. Yeah, I absolutely I agree with all that. I just I know the with way games are and accessibilities and everything. All I was asking for was I wanted the thread, like you just said. Just mm-hmm. let me long let me long press it. Let me long press it and get a play all done. And it Ooh. plays all the thread. We're done. Yes. Then back yes. me back out. That. To, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm I, like. I it would have been okay with me if they would have fed me in all at once and just went one thread at a time on its own. I'm cool with that too. But a happy medium would have been to allow me to just pick what thread I want to hear and let me hear the whole thread because the threads get longer as the game gets longer. Yeah. As you're diving deeper into yes. the story, there's a lot more dialogue. They don't get, <laughs> they don't get shorter. That's absolutely right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so I think we kind of understand each other on that one. We kind of probably would have been okay with that same middle ground um, with the dialogue yeah. trees. Yeah. Not definitely not a bad thing in the game. I don't want to come across like that. If you think no, I am, not, it's, it's definitely it's just not. offering options and yeah. whether those annoy us because we won't ever ask the story. It is definitely going to be a boon to somebody else. Like I said, so it's just, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just there. Right. I think. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to get into playing some video for our YouTube peeps out there if you guys want to check it out go ahead we're going to talk in some graphics now uh we have a, a beautiful game right i mean it's it's very Gorgeous. very pretty <laughs> oh my gosh i want to start with saying that no one has ever done natural environment better hands down i thought yeah. ghost of tsushima was good i thought they absolutely fucking killed it and they did and then i saw this game and i still believe ghost of tsushima absolutely killed it 
uh, oh yeah this game is on a different level i to me this will be the level that every other game with even attempts a natural natural looking environment is compared to yeah this and, and we're we're the, seeing it right now right yeah so i mean yeah. we're, we're I mean, looking at a, just a lush forest that has trees that have the shit beaten out of them and all of it looks very natural the the ground everything like yeah everywhere where everything has fallen and how it makes sense all of it looks great and um, there's no repeating patterns there's no cop right. someone took 40 hours to design 50 different trees yeah each and uh-huh. it shows <laughs> i mean every bit does not look purposely placed it looks like they scanned a forest and took like a week with like a 3d scanner and then plopped it into the environment like yeah. bar none I want to say gold standard. This is the motherfucking platinum standard of natural <laughs> environments. Yeah, the environments look great. Uh, that was obviously the the first takeaway, I think, even from when they did the state of play and showed everyone, like, you know, how the sand looked and how the, you know, even the sun and how everything just lit up. But the way that she moved through the environments and how the environments looked were yes. just they're a whole nother character, right? It's this, the world of forbidden West is just its own thing. Honestly. Yeah. It's, it, it looks the textures. Gosh, the plant placement, of course, the red grass is going to be a little cheesy because that's <laughs> your, that's your mechanic for hiding. Yeah. You and need to it see doesn't it. <laughs> even look that out of place, but you know, it's the same thing throughout the world. If you're in a desert, there's red grass. If you're in a lush redwood forest, you know, like this, you're in red grass right if right. you're in the mountaintops you're in red grass it's 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 the mechanic of the game it's easily recognizable it's something you need to be able to see to recognize to, to do to play the game the way it's supposed to be played but the rest of it god i mean look at it the, <laughs> the mist and the forest the yeah. wet dirt beneath your feet the way the water looks jesus christ does this look good yeah, it looks really good. Um, if if I had to be nitpicky at all, and I did get that way just kind of fooling around in the game after I'd beaten it and some points as I was playing, I wanted to play around with like the snow and the sand and the water and just kind of see all the effects uh-huh. and the differences and stuff on it. And the one thing that stood out to me the most was that the sand and the snow acted the mm-hmm. same. And oh, yeah, sand, sand does not act like snow period. <laughs> so what I mean by that is yeah. when you, when you step on sand, you're usually going to be standing on the sand. Your foot's not going to go into it, a f- you know, five inches, six inches, and then come <laughs> out of it. So they yeah. they have, they have work that they could do. That's me being very nitpicky, but I, that's what I do when I play video games. I kind of test all the little parameters and look at things really closely. And right. I, I did notice that after I'd finally made it to an area where there was both and I was like, oh, I'm going to fast travel back, hit some sand. I just got done playing in the snow. The snow looked great. I mean, I think the snow was like the best looking oh, snow yeah. effects, even the effects of the snow falling. Some of the best I've ever seen, but the snow on the ground and her walking through it, you could tell the difference when she was tiptoeing, you know, softly walking through it, running, and then just normal walking through it. Her, her feet print were different, like whether her feet would drag or whether they would kind of lift up out of the snow, all of that was affected. It wasn't just like a, just random, it wasn't this random thing happening beneath her feet, just being coded that way. It was like, had to make actual contact and everything. It was pretty incredible detail. 
Yeah, absolutely. But the sand was the only thing I could be super nitpicky about because it, uh, it just didn't act like sand as much as it acted like tan snow, you know, <laughs> but that's yeah, just me. I, I did notice that. And yeah, I mean, it didn't look bad. Um, they didn't it look bad. better for snow. It is for sand. Um, but still looked good. Oh yeah. It still looked really good. Like probably still some of the best effects that you could do on a sand and in, in that sort of a detail. Cause I mean, it still did the same thing where it made the details just the same as you would imagine. It was just a little bit too much for you to believe that it was actually sand when it was just kind of getting pushed out of the way. Uh, but like when you were in mud or, you know, just kind of like a lake effect off to the edge of a beach, it was like spot on, you know, it was amazing. Oh my so gosh. Whatever the water, they've done, though? it's crazy. The water, holy the hell. Water. <laughs> holy shit. The way the water ref refracts on a shallow water in the beach, like it, it looks like it absolutely should. It, like there's a couple times I stopped. I'm like, that's that's fucking water, man. Like <laughs> there's no other way. Like, yeah, it's dipshit. Yeah, it's water. No, yeah. but it looks exactly how you expect and how you think it would behave. Yeah, absolutely. And even underwater, man, like the thing that blew me away. I mean, yeah. the underwater environments look great, but that was that wasn't the part that blew me away. What blew me away was being three feet underwater and looking up out the water and seeing the actual water effect happening underwater as well as on top uh, of the oh, water. Oh, the refraction on the underside. Yeah. yeah. And the, the way the waves would move, you could see the difference in the waves when you get into the heavier, choppier water in part of the game. The waves were actually moving up and down underwater and they were affecting Aloy as she was in the water. Yes. I mean, it was, yeah. it was some high level detailed shit that they were not playing around when it came to that. Hell no, dude. This game is incredible. Like, and, and they let everything look so natural. Like the mountains just, they looked like rough rock face that you could probably climb up and it. Yeah. I mean, I can't say enough good things about how good the natural environment looked. And even the ruins, like the ruins looked really good. They looked like yeah. thousand year old ruins, just like they're advertised. Yep. Absolutely. They did. I will have to say, as far as this game goes, if I have to say the best looking thing about the game is the environments hands down. They, they, I think the environments look better than Aloy's character. I mean, and Aloy's character is amazing. <laughs> like she looks, oh, she great. looks so realistic. Yeah. And, oh man. And, and you're seeing a lot of this in the video, but the, the new robots, holy shit, dude. They're yeah. so fuck. They're so fucking cool. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they look so good. They look almost as good as the environments. And it's, it's like a millimeter like difference in how good they look. Like the new robots look incredible with their new textures. They look way cooler this time. They have like muscle fiber and stuff in them now and they move better. They behave better. Oof. Yeah. Just visually, they're very cool. Like the slither fangs. Oh, oh the, boy. Yeah. Uh, the Trevor Tusks. Uh, all of them. Look yeah. So fucking good, dude. Yeah. They're really, really cool. Well, well designed. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I had a few small things that happened to me that was, uh, you know, graphically, graphically related, which uh, I did have some weird rushes of texture and color changing that kind of came over highly vegetated areas while running that I noticed, which was weird. Like if I were running through areas that were really, really rich with vegetation and I would obviously I was paying attention to all this kind of stuff. I was kind of picking it apart, but that's because I'm playing on a PS5. I kind of want to see really, you know, what's this thing doing? 
and you would see like a rock go from like just just like a a flat looking color tan to like i would get a a rush of the texture pop in like it was almost like somebody painted it really quickly Uh, as i was running yeah okay oh there's the texture now and then that would happen on some trees and and other things like that so there was there was some sort of like pop-ins and color changing things that were happening here and there Um, i didn't get that so much yeah, nothing terrible, but it, it did happen to me. And I don't know if the difference is I'm playing on 4K and you're playing on 1080. I don't know. Um, I did play the whole entire game in the performance mode, though. I didn't play it in the the I you know 4K. Too. So there's a noticeable that... difference between oh yeah um, the, the visual <laughs> and the performance. Like it starts you off, I think, in the visual heavy mode, and then I I tried the yep. performance and it, and it ran like twice as fast. It felt like so yeah. That's yeah. what I that's what I ran it in was performance mode. Uh, the only other thing which I've mentioned in other podcasts, uh, just talking up to our review here is just Aloy's hair gets kind of stupid sometimes. So that graphical thing needs to be kind of figured out. I would, yeah, I would just rather I've her hair that. not animate as much. I don't think it needs to animate as much. I don't know if people are going to be that picky about her hair. I mean, we're watching it in, in the video here right now. And when she's sliding and running and stuff, it doesn't look too bad. But it's more so when you catch her in a cutscene and she's doing uh-huh. things, her her hair gets a little Medusa like, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've had it freak out of me a couple of times. It did yeah. do that in the, in the first game a little bit, so that's something they could. It uh, did. So, like, I have a little bit longer hair now. Like, of course, it's not nearly as long as what Aloy's. <laughs> right. It's not in like heavy dreadlocks. I was but... gonna say no dreads yet, right? Got to work up to that. No. Oh God, no, <laughs> no dreads, no dreads. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, you know, I like, I feel like her hair is a little extra animated just to make yeah. her look like she's got a lot of extra movement going on. And it's not bad. It, it looks fine. It tightened. It tightened for sure. It feels because she's running here and her hair's moving, I think a lot more than what it like could be, but it's not bad. It doesn't, it's not flopping around so much. It looks unrealistic. No, no, it doesn't look unrealistic. Uh, but you you could pick out points where you're like, well, wait a minute, come on. Like if I were standing still and I had that much hair, I don't think all of it would be blowing around either. You know, there's there's some moments that you can catch that are definitely unrealistic. But overall, no, it's it is what it is. And uh I, I think it's something that slowly will get addressed and as consoles become more powerful as well. I think Yeah, yeah. It was kind of crazy to see how good her hair animated in the playstation 4 and zero dawn honestly so exactly it's made improvements but yeah other than just some kind of nitpicky things that was it um the highly positive side of it for me though i mean we've talked about the environment to get off the environment a little bit real quick would be facial animations are the best i have ever seen in video games the best lip lip syncing near perfection near perfection hands down bar none do these characters move and behave like people like whatever face motion capture they used it fucking paid off. I hope they paid a lot of money or if they paid a lot of money, it <laughs> paid off for them. Like it was a worthwhile investment. Like the side, like even side characters, like motions felt really good. Yeah. You know, every emotion came through that much clearer just because like you said, the face capture was so good. Yep, it was amazing. And it made you want to do those side quests more and go meet more people because it was like, yes, oh man, I am into yes. this. Like it's it's not breaking any of that immersion and I'm just having a great time. I want to continue. So I'm I'm totally cool with uh with what they've done as well. I'm I'm super, super ready for it. 
speaking of the water, we got a little water here up on screen now. So Ooh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking it's, about. Oh, there's look at that. Look at that lens flare, right? You know, the lens flares oh, in this dude. game, dude. <laughs> dude, and, and the and the way the moonlight comes through at night, I think is when the game looked the best. Oh my gosh. Like the daylight looks good. It looks amazing. Don't get me wrong. But when it came down to sunrise and sunset and moonlight yeah. lighting, perfection. Now, yeah, fantastic. We we raved and raved about Ghost of Tsushima's lighting and everything. How do you think the visuals compare from Ghost of Tsushima to this game? Just, oh, man. just as a reference point, because I think from our from an artistic standpoint, Ghost of Tsushima may have it beat, but from an overall standpoint, I think zero. I think yeah, zero done. Forbidden West has it. I'm telling. I think it, I think it has it. I played with the photo mode way more in uh, Ghost of Tsushima, though. I did, too. I was going to say the same thing. Like, I did not play yeah. with it a lot in, in Horizon. Um, I mean, that's a tough call, but you're, you're probably right. And I think the biggest thing for that for me is to know that how enormous this world is, which you, you if you've played Ghost out there, guys, Ghost is an amazingly huge map as well. Like, there's yes. a lot going on yes. in it. But the difference, I think, is how this map is varied in horizon because you're going to have, you have rain and you're going to have snow and you're going to have sand and you're going to have, you know, ice and all these other things. Right. Um, yeah. That it, it does all of that really, really well. Ghost is kind of a, I don't, I don't want to say one note joke cause that's really not what it is, but it's kind of all the same environment. It's just kind of a flatlands in a way, you know, you're not really climbing mountains and doing crazy stuff in ghost. Um, yeah, so there's fair. definitely not, there's definitely not as much envir environmental variation, but as far as art design goes and just overall artistic feel, yeah, I mean, I probably would have to give it to Horizon. I mean, just a just a nudge, though, man. Like it's, it's just not a big margin. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching YouTube, look at this like misty redwood forest. Like yeah. holy shit! Yeah, but, and yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> You don't have to go into photo mode and turn that on. It's just working, right? And in Ghost, yeah. you can do that. You can make, you know, mist and leaves and, you know, things like that. But uh, in here, it's just happening and you're kind of awe-inspired all the time. Yeah. I mean, Ghost clearly went for a more artistic standpoint and definitely went for that, you know, old Japanese, like samurai oh, yeah. sort of feel. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I kind of wanted to like in the graphics, like discussion. Just, <laughs> like before that was my, that was my, uh, my benchmark for how good games look was good yeah. Tsushima. And I think now it's Forbidden West. Yeah, I would I would have to agree with you. I, I think this game, there are times where this game got problematic for me going fast, like I was mentioning texture-wise and things. But mm -hmm. this this game at a pace that we're watching here now, which is kind of just running through the forest, not a ton of crazy dodging and everything happening, is is where it shines. And I want to see uh, only next gen, like yes. I've already said in the podcast before, I think this game was just a little underbaked. I think it needed a little bit longer in the oven, but I really would have loved to see this just be next gen. And we, I think we would have had a totally different, uh, at least I would have had a I, I totally different so. conversation I think, about I think that. the stability would have went up had they focused on next gen only. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and speaking of that, we're going to get into our performance part of the review and talk about that. Um, now, I think anybody who's probably listened before the review now <laughs> has heard me already say yeah. I've, I've had a pretty glitchy, um, un, unforgiving sometimes <laughs> forgiving, uh, unforgiving glitches that have broken my game. I should say, 
Um, and Josh has had the cleanest download of anybody on the planet. So don't, don't know how. <laughs> I really have. I, like, <laughs> I haven't looked at too many other people's experiences, but like some of the stuff Nick was showing me and some of his stuff he talked to podcasts. I, I mean, if you've been listening, at least for the past few episodes, you've heard me like say, I have never seen that. Really? I've never seen that. <laughs> You'd not experience that. that. That's weird. I didn't get any of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, I'm not trying to blow smoke up this game's ass because I love it. And, and, and I do love the game, but I really did have, for the most part, I have a really stable experience. I had some really minor stuff. Only one game breaking thing where I got stuck in like a vent or because I climbed up in a wrong spot or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's the only bad experience i had so and this is where some of my, my bias is going to come in that i kind of led with um at, at the beginning of the podcast is you know i i do realize that my experience here has been more stable <laughs> so for me this has been a nearly flawless experience but i do know that there are others like nick had said that have had a less than flawless experience yeah like like myself <laughs> yes Um, well, yeah, that, that was the thing. Like I led off with the negative side of the performance for me is I've had more glitches and issues with this game than I did in cyberpunk 2077 on a PS4 pro, which is not good. Um, so the fact that I'm playing this on a next gen console and it's just brand new, like it shouldn't be glitching out. Like there shouldn't be issues that are breaking my game. I, I counted it. I had 13 game breaking situations where i had to restart the game yeah that's not small it's not good it's not small and it it, you know honestly in the end of this it's it's gonna affect how i felt about the game and my review of it uh overall because that's fair yeah that that kind of shit shouldn't happen i mean it affected everybody too when in 2077 didn't act right for him either and i was kind of one of the lucky ones vice versa what we're having here with me and you on this game oh you You know what i mean you had my experience with cyberpunk okay i I did i did so you know for me i had a good cyberpunk experience because like you just mentioned you had like one problem and the funny thing is is you were i think over at my house when i had the cyberpunk problem where i just couldn't reload my gun i had to drop the gun and I had to take the attachments off of it and then pick my gun back up and put the attachments back on it. And then it was fine. But I otherwise I had yep. no, retic- no reticle and I couldn't reload. That was my one. And it wasn't game breaking. It was just like my favorite gun. And I needed it for that mission because it was a powerful enough gun. <laughs> um, yeah. So same kind of situation there. So I have been on the other side of the coin as well. And it's just kind of how the cookie crumbles really. But the, the sad part about it is it just shouldn't happen. Like you shouldn't have such a like flawed experience compared to a flawless Uh experience in, in this podcast is a perfect example of that. Like I had a very flawed gameplay experience with this game. It would have been a much better experience for me had that not happened. You know, yours completely opposite, completely. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah, I had several of them where I had to get black. I just got black screens. Audio was fine. And then I had to back out, um, close the game, reload the game, reload my save and do it again. And I could duplicate the problem. So I'm not counting when I duplicated it, my 13 problems, but I was trying to figure uh, out how to not happen, okay. have it happen again. And I mean, it, I, I probably made that happen another double that because I was like, really, is this going to do it again? If I do that again? Yep because I wasn't pushing a button one way versus another way. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, and to their kind of credit, they have released recently, very recently, like a massive bug fix patch. Yeah. Like and that's one, pretty much one, what it was. Yeah. And one of the one of those patches uh, that I want to mention real quick that I feel like should have been in the game. Um, and I'll talk more about it in gameplay later is where you can pick stuff up without anim- animating. So th- that should have been the game from the begin, very, very beginning. Um, so I'll have to get, I'll circle back to that one when we get down to gameplay. But um, I don't know about you, but I had issues where the, the menus, like the pop-up menus that would come up on the screen for your quest log wouldn't go away. That was another one that was really frustrating. Hmm. So I would meet somebody and have a conversation or I would find something on the map and then therefore it would open up a quest. The quest log where you touch the touchpad would come up as the little logo do that. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that right now. And typically it would just kind of dissolve and fade away off screen and it would just stay there. Right. So no, I didn't have that. Yeah, that that was rather annoying. So it got to the point where in that particular gameplay session, I had to open up every quest log every time it was given to me. Otherwise, it wouldn't disappear for like five minutes. Oh, uh, okay. So that was kind of annoying. And then my next like load in, either it could have been patched in the background and I just didn't read about the patch or something different. And then, you know, when it loaded that save file happened and it didn't do it anymore. But I did have that happen for, oh, probably a four or five hour gameplay session. So if I had known, I could have just restarted it. I probably would have done that. But it was just like, oh my God, like get out of the screen. Like it was blocking, you know, things you want to see. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of the other, pro- I mentioned kind of the, uh, the dialogue stuff earlier where like um, repeating dialogue and things like that. But I had one that was, it, it was continual on a, a mission where you had to get a Ravager cannon for this lady on a mission. And I, I did the okay. mission. I did it twice because I ended up dying on the first one and I had to go back through and get the cannon back again. And when I would pick the cannon up, I would be walking to the point where I needed to deliver the cannon to, which is like a trunk. And as I'm holding the cannon, she's like, yeah, I should grab that cannon for so-and-so. And I just keep walking and she'd be like, uh, yeah, I should probably get that cannon before I leave then. And I keep, and she just kept repeating that. I think Uh it was, it was probably, I don't know. It was probably a minute walk that I had to pick the cannon up and walk to this trunk and put it in a little safe area. And uh, that entire way, she said it like every five seconds, like, and I'm carrying the thing that she's talking about. Oh no. Well, I died because I got attacked by another enemy and then I had to do the level again and it did it again. So it wasn't like just a load in thing. Like she repeated that line over and oh, over. And, and my wife, my wife was sitting here with me. I'm like, would she just shut the fuck up? Like I was getting so annoyed. Like, yeah, I should really pick that cannon up. I should, I should really get that cannon before I leave the area. Like I'm not even lift, left the area yet. And you're holding the damn thing, you know? And when she carries yeah. the cannon, you know how slow they will, she walks when she's carrying with them weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Not exactly, I mean, not exactly fast. That, yeah. <laughs> So I had dumb shit like that happen too that um, I don't think I've brought up on the podcast yet, but I had, I had a bunch of audio glitches and uh, gameplay glitches and game breaking glitches. And it it just, I won't tear the game apart too much uh, for it because I'm not the only one in the world who's had it. And I don't want to just mm-hmm. dwell on it forever and ever and ever, but sure. it, it would have been nice to have less of them. I understand some, but I was having them every time I sat down and played the game. Oof, no, that sucks. I did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I know how good the game feels when it runs good. 
Yeah. So that, that, that's a bummer. Uh, anything you want to hit on as far as like high end performance stuff that happened, anything negative on your side? Uh, no, like I didn't have any frame rate drops despite how much shit was going on. Like I finally got around to the arena and there's way too many things going on there. Um, <laughs> and I didn't experience any frame, any frame droppage nothing evil and it could be busy as shit with so many effects monsters lobbing different element effects at you uh and it didn't slow down one bit on me yeah I, it's the same thing i didn't have that sort of performance issue so uh, the game always ran really good um i always just had like the weird glitchy mm-hmm. situations happening stuck in walls and underwater yeah. stuck in shit you know that kind of crap but um yeah the game kind of moves too fast for its own good sometimes as well but that's okay i guess we can i can put up with that as long as it's uh <laughs> performing like it should at least it's stable yeah. yeah it was definitely stable when as far as frame rate went and and overall gameplay went without all those glitches i already mentioned yeah um overall audio design and how the audio felt for you what what was some of the the pros and cons for you on that oh voice acting we've touched on how yep. well the characters move but the voice acting was the best and i'll hammer this on this game through this review as much as i can that the characters felt so believable and that is in no shortage due to the voice actors who performed them good lord i hope they got paid so much money because they made the characters <laughs> and the environment feel so fucking real from the mate from aloy to the maid side characters to just random quest characters like king of vod was in this game for you know and you already know him from the first game he's in the game for like five minutes and he still felt every bit as real and even more real in this game than he did in the last one like just incredible performances all around yeah i would agree with that 100 percent. will not disagree that is definitely one of the you know prime pieces of this world this this game, this franchise, you know, whatever you want to say, it, it it knows how to hire actors. It knows how to get the best performances out of them and what to put into the game. What, what do I need to keep from that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, One thing that I did notice as far as audio, like balancing went in the game for me. And I, I play the game on a, on a sound bar. So I don't have like a crazy 5.1 system. Sure, but sure. it still sounds pretty dope. It's great for my setup, but I could not hear Aloy over all the other volumes when the game started. And I had to go in and adjust my defaults because the default oh, that was set up okay. was really, really bad. Um, the, the, and I don't mean like in like cutscene dialogue or anything. I mean, like when she was like dealing with a puzzle and you're, you get attacked by something in the meantime, and she would start rip she yeah. be, basically yeah. what would happen. And this is, this goes along with one of the audio things I want to mention as well. Uh, while I'm talking about it is she would be talking about a puzzle that maybe I do need a little help on. Maybe I'm stuck on and I haven't figured it out yet. She'd be telling you that piece of what you need to hear. And then all of a sudden get attacked by something. 
and there's blasts and everything going on. And she's still talking about the rest of the puzzle thing. And you can't hear her now. Like I couldn't hear her at all. That's um, I, I, I could, I I could tell she was talking, times. I guess. I mean, yeah. it just sounded like her hand was over her mouth because everything else was so loud. And <laughs> it's just like ravager explodes, like scrapper explosions. Yeah. Happening on our, yeah. I kind of, I dropped everything to 70 and I left her dialogue at a hundred for just overall voices. So that way, okay. I, you know, I'm going to hear everything else I need to hear anyway. And I need to kind of hear her dialogue anyway, because the thing that she does, I mean, there's not a ton of lore building that she does when she's talking, but you know, she'll say something that like, Oh, so-and-so this is over there. And you may want to go investigate that. And you don't see it on the map because there's no mini map in this game guys. So you have to pause the game and look at the mini map. (laughs) But, um, that, that kind of thing happened. Um, Right from the get go, I was like, "Oh, damn it! I have to go in and adjust the audio settings." I have not had to do that on a video game in years, so I was a little bit disappointed about that. That like okay. the just the overall setup was not ready. Um, I don't think. I don't think it was at the right setup for. Maybe it was just me. I don't know, but the audio mix was a little too off. Um, and then the overlapping dialogue, like I just said. Um, that's the other part of it. And it's not just because of the environmental things would happen. I want to, I want to talk about the arena overlapping dialogue. Cause I wanted to kill everyone in that fucking arena to get them to shut up because it was too much, way too much. As you enter the arena, when you're walking into it and I would run, I started running because I got sick of hearing everybody talk, but all of them would talk over top of each other and you would hear everyone talking at the same time. I would prefer the game Uh-oh. because everybody's kind of in a tight location in that. Like nobody is further than probably 20 feet from each other in that because they're all there. Are you familiar with what I'm saying here? I don't know that I am. Okay. I, so I when you say they like that, when you, when you go to the arena and you talk to the chick and she, you pay her and then you go in and you uh-huh. fight these monsters, right? When you go to the arena, you go in the very front and then you kind of make a right and then you make a Uh, left and then you continue forward. Uh There's there's people standing at the first doorway. There's people standing around the corner. There's people standing at the next left you make. And then there's people everywhere inside before you get to her to talk. Yeah. Okay. All of those people are all talking and I could hear all their dialogue. Even when I was talking to her, I could hear the merchant behind me that you buy your legendary stuff from talking to people. Oh, I didn't have that. I mean, I heard them all when I'm coming in. And of course, if you're in proximity of multiple people, you're going to hear multiple things. So it just kind of made sense. But that's not what I'm talking about. A background dialogue when you're talking to somebody one on one. No, that didn't that did not happen in the arena for me ever. Like, I mean, ever. It never That's once changed. That's another glitch for you. Because I did so, not get that at all. And I've been playing the arena lately. It's one of the last things I've done. Yeah, and I've, I've done all the arena, but the very, very last one. So that is, it's too much. Because there's probably 20, 25 characters standing around in that walk to talk to her to get there's into the arena. Bit, yeah. I mean, there's got to be at least 20. Cause I, I can count just not even counting really good. I can count over 12 in my head right now. And I know there's probably ones I miss because they're just kind of all kind of peppered around, but sure. to be able to like, listen to what she's saying and get into the game and chat with her and then hear these people in the background, still talking about also, oh, did you do this? And, da, 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 da. and they're, they're still talking to me, dude, as if I'm still standing by them 
So you could hear them like, oh, so you uh, think you you think you're the the chosen one, you know, you think this and, you know, you're the there's the Nora like and it just kept going and going. And I would literally it got to the point where I didn't even listen to the arena girl talk to me anymore. I would just skip her dialogue, too, so I could get into the arena and make it stop. <laughs> so yeah, that that, okay. that one was pretty bad for me. Um, I, I really just wanted to pull my bow out and just put them all down so that I could just hear myself think. Um, but. I couldn't. <laughs> uh, so no, I mean, some of the, the busier, more, more, I guess you can't say urban areas, but some of them were like the villages you walking by and you'll hear a lot of people talk and they're like, because of course she's the main protagonist. She's done cool things. So like, Oh, sure. there's the Nora. And you know, like you're saying, um, but I didn't really get like the monster voice storm. Like you're talking oh, yeah. about. Oh, yeah. And typically, like when I talk to somebody, you get into like a one on one dialogue situation, um, usually just focuses on that one person you're talking to. Yeah, I guarantee you that did not happen to me every time. So there, there was a lot more background dialogue of people talking and didn't focus on the people I was talking one on one with. Um, and another thing that happened was in the arena itself, I lost like audio of like all sound effects very often i i did have that happen you know i had that happen too yeah to where I, so like, it, it was it was a little annoying a little better so i could focus more on what the hell the robots are going on but yeah my my lost uh sound effects with my arrow striking creatures but only yeah. in the arena the only place it ever yep. happened same here i and that never happened anywhere else but yeah it happened in the arena i don't remember which area of the arena it happened to me in yeah. but i was it kind of threw me off because I couldn't tell if my stuff was working on them. Like, I'm like, is she even doing the thing? I'm like, I'm throwing bombs and doing everything and not, and I'm shooting her with shooting them with explosive arrows and I, I'm what's happening. Like it, I could hear nothing, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was, and, it was a little, threw me off quite a bit once the gameplay. And for everyone you know? listening, this is a completely side oriented thing. This is 1000% yeah. optional. So it's not like it was some integral part of the story that you lost a lot of effect with. This is just like a boss rush challenge sort of thing. Yeah. It's go, go in and fight a bunch of monsters and, or, you know, machines. And then you, you get cool shit when you get enough metals and uh, you can go buy cool shit with it. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend doing the arena, even with losing the audio and stuff. I mean, I obviously still got through it. I'm just down to the last one and I haven't gone back <laughs> in to get more so shards. I ran out of shards. It's hard though. It's, so it's really hard. hard. Really like, I'm hard. Playing, I'm <laughs> playing just on like hard instead of normal. And I frequently get my ass kicked and I'm, I feel like I'm pretty decent at this game. Yeah, I do too. I feel like I am as well. Um, some of the positives though, for me, man, uh, the music super emotional, really great hits on the right points. It's good. It like it, good. It, it was used just perfectly. I mean, I don't know a better word for it. It was just amazing. Uh, very, very few games can do that. I mean, God of War has done that with me. Uh, mm -hmm. this game ghost has done that where it's like everything happening. The music's hitting, you're in it. Like, and it just, it hits you emotionally. And you're like, Oh man, this is badass. Like this is what I'm talking about. So yeah, exactly. Same sentiments here all around. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very good mood setting sort of stuff. It just enhances the scene every time. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, Hey, the final thing we're going to get into here is going to be the meat of it all. That's the gameplay, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I have to lead my gameplay off by saying that I'm not a trapper. I don't think I used one trap in the entire game. 
Really? Okay. Yep. I didn't yep. use them frequently, but I liked it when I did. It, it, it had big <laughs> payoffs because I'd like find traps off enemies or in chests or something. So occasionally I'd have a big old stockpile of like high level traps. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to leave him all three of these in this creature's path. And that's how I'm going to kill this shell snapper because he's hella durable and a pain in the ass. So Yeah, right. And sometimes I, I, I forgot about them. So I definitely took on higher, you know, car- car- machines. I keep wanting to say creatures or, or monsters, but the, the, just to explain the traps, to everybody out there, essentially you can put these on the ground and they all have like elemental effects or they'll explode or something like that. And they just kind of float there and they're just ready for them to s- just get close to like proximity mines would be like, um, yeah. and you could, uh, you could lay them down and I had them with the elements of stuff I needed to fight sometimes, but I didn't have like the arrow with the element of it. And I just forgot. <laughs> I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> uh, I could have used the poison traps on that thing. And I would have probably done that a lot quicker. Oh, well I beat it onto the next thing. That kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah, I hear you made it harder on myself sometimes. But like, if you didn't spec into the trapper tree, then uh, traps are very slow to put down. It's not something you want to do mid combat unless you have a lot of distance. That is very true. They are a slow process for sure. Yeah, I did not go into the trapper tree hardly at all. It was my least um, skill tree uh, out of all of them. Okay. But yeah, I was I was big into the bow, 100%. Like that was my maxed out skill tree as I continued That's down. That's the first one I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the, <laughs> stealth, and then the stealth tree. I love the stealth tree. Because stealth the sharpshooter cool bow, dude, is my fucking jam. I love the <laughs> sharpshooter, but I loved it in the first game, and it was even cooler in this game. Yep, I started using it at, toward the end of the game, and I ended up picking up the legendary one. Um, one of the side missions, you get a legendary sharpshooter bow that was uh, pretty dope. So, oh shit, I need to do that mission then. Damn, <laughs> that's my favorite bow. Yeah, you you need something toward the end of the game before you can do that mission. So you'll have to revisit that one. Um, you'll you'll need a certain means of travel. Let me say it that way without spoiling oh. anything. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun for me. Um, honestly, finding things in this game was real big for me in zero dawn when it come to the gameplay. Like I was like, you know Uh what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go hunt stuff down, all that kind of stuff. This one didn't do that much for me. I was more focused on like, let's go fight shit. Like I I really had like a a change of gameplay with this one because so much stuff was just fun to fight. And it was just that challenging enough outside of like where I felt like I was good. So I was like, nah, Uh I could, uh I'm going back in. Like I got this, you know? And then I just felt, this was definitely a game that gave me that get good feeling. Like I got good okay. at this game, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I 100% feel you. And I did that in the first game and I definitely did this here because there's honestly a lot bigger variety. Uh, yes. The, the new creatures way overshadowed, not, not in like the way that they were like better, cooler, stronger or whatever, but the, the number of like new creatures way yeah. overshadowed the, the, the number of creatures from the first game. They all make uh, a reappearance, I think, except for one. Yeah. And um, they were all really cool. Like, yeah. the, the old old designs still really, really hold up. Uh, I was very happy to see Thunderjaws back and Tallnecks and, you know, Scrappers and all that stuff. But, like, the newest designs, holy shit, they were so yeah, cool. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. And they all like behaved wildly differently. There was like, there was some stuff I saw some repetitive, like 
move tech is like between scorchers and ravagers i thought they were pretty similar in the way they behaved but for the most part they were really really unique um all look unique behaved uniquely had unique uh, weak spots and, and removable components which removable components are different now it's not just if you break them off you get them it's you break them off and have to go pick them up which so if you're having issues fighting a Thunderjaw and you shoot his tail off, you can just, if you can pick it up, you can fuck off and just right. have the resource you need to go do other crafting and whatnot. So, like, I was stuck around because I wanted to kill the thing and just get the extra resources, but there are a couple times where I'm just, I was just farm, farming something and I just shot the component off and went on my merry way. Yep. That was a big difference, actually, from the first game. Um, yeah. I, for, I forgot about that until you just said that right now. But yeah, that was a, a pretty big change. Uh, no no need to kill the whole thing. If you just want to get in and get out, you could definitely do that. Yeah. Um, but you're absolutely right as far as the creatures go. Uh, that was the biggest draw for me. Like uh, all new creatures to fight uh, with some, you know, you know, back, but just looking way prettier you know, than they did before. Um, yeah. They must just, they must just do something different in the West, right? You know, they just look a little nicer <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I really like, you know, on YouTube right now, you know, this is one of the alligator machines, and man, like the first time a snap mall, I believe they were called. That thing yep. just. I mean, it was scary. Like I, I literally, when I would run into new big ass things I'd never seen before, I just get that heart pumping, like, oh shit, what, how do I, and I would just get so serious about what do I got to get in here to get to this thing? I need to like scan it. Yeah. I need to see what I need and you know, what hurts it? What, what does it, you know, take is, you know, help when you shoot it, like what's it powerful against and so on and so forth. And it was just, it, it was reinvigorating to be back in horizon again, but at the same time, it was just like, I don't think I know what I'm doing anymore anyway. Like I gotta, <laughs> you know, I gotta just relearn everything 1, anyhow. Thousand percent. <laughs> yeah, because like half the appeal of this game is is the exploration. Yeah. If all the creatures would have been the same, all the all the machines would have been the same, it would have taken a, a, a lot away from that. And half the fun was like, holy shit, what is this giant thing? Oh my god, how am I supposed to kill this? You right. You know, it just or even smaller things like it's so fast. What is happening? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yes. or I got in the oh water the first, the first time I got in the water with one and it was in there with me. I was, I was like anxiety, like a panic attack. Oh my like, God, dude. Me too. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I can't even use my spear. I'm like, right. surely they'll let you use your spear and stuff. But I mean, realistically underwater, you can't move fast enough to stab shit anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> you're like, I'm defenseless and in the water with machine alligators. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And you know, you could use a smoke bomb to maybe get away, but there was no way you were fighting these things. Like you just had to hide. No. And uh, yeah, it, uh, the first time I got into them, I don't remember uh, the, the, what are they, the, the screamers or something like that. The smaller little guys are kind of like the velociraptors. Um, I, uh, I spaced their name. I just killed them all the time and it make, two cents of what their name was anymore. I mean, can't remember it, but I, I got in there and they were swimming around and I'm like, Oh, I can oh, break it away the from watchers. Them. Yeah. Well, the watchers. There you go. And yeah. they were swimming around, but it didn't matter. As soon as they saw me, they were coming for me and I couldn't get away to hide anywhere. Cause where I was at in the first part of it, I needed a certain apparatus to be able to go so far underwater and I didn't have it. So I was basically just screwed. So I was like, okay, Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> throw a smoke bomb randomly because the screen told me to and then i was able to at least get away but 
Um, I did die a couple times trying to get to a thing that I just couldn't reach yet. So you will reach parts of that in the game when you play it. Uh, if you've already done that, or if you're in a point in the game right now where you're like, what the hell? You probably need something. Just keep playing, you yep. know, do do some keep other stuff. Keep going. Yeah. This, this game does have a little bit of handholding, but I'll tell you what, man, it does not have much at all. Um, and it was to the point where I, I mean, I didn't really have to guide or look things up on this one, which I really, really liked. It met, met like a perfect uh, balance yeah, for me, 100%. but it, it, it just, it just made you feel, I know some people I want to, it made you feel really good. I'll finish that as far as playing games and getting good. But some people had a problem with like the puzzles and saying that those were handholdy because she would tell you something before you like knew it, you know, but I don't think I had uh, that as much. I think maybe I was already on the path that Aloy was on, but maybe like one or two seconds ahead of her. Cause I never had too many times where she'd be like, Oh, I need to pull that no, crate down from up there. It was you know? pretty intuitive. And, and this isn't really a puzzle solving game. No, exactly. And some of the things that, I mean, just kind of, I just felt like it helped it along sometimes. I love a good puzzle. I mean, obviously we've talked about Zelda. We talked about how much we love it. And I love oh, yeah. to like just sit and like figure something out. But the way this game is designed, it's not really a puzzle kind of game. There's a little bit of planning on what you need to do sometimes. But honestly, sometimes, by, and you kind of think you put it perfectly. Like if, if I couldn't figure it out, it was kind of at that point to where I didn't figure it out. She's like, oh, hey, look, I bet I could, uh, I bet I could grapple onto that. And yep. you're like, oh shit. Okay, let's go. Right. Exactly. It wasn't anything like, uh, intrusive or handholdy to me. It was just, yes. Part, intrusive part of, is it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think it felt like, to me, it felt like it was, that's Aloy's character. Like you said to yourself earlier, like you said, I talk to myself, like I talk out loud to myself. People do that. Guess what? Aloy yeah. does that. That, that's her character. So if you don't like that part of it, then maybe you just don't like that part of her character. Don't hold that against the game, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, yeah, for me, gameplay was really solid other than just some glitches that I had. I, I learned to get good, and I learned what I was doing wrong as I played the game. I did run into a lot of trouble Um earlier on on the arenas and stuff like that, realizing that I just wasn't leveled up enough. And then I go into arenas where I was like taking, it needed three minutes on one of them. I remember. And I went in and I could not beat these things in three minutes. It was always like two or three seconds after. Yeah. And I was just, I finally gave up, ran out of shards, left, went out, played some more, came back and I defeated all of them in like 37 seconds or 20 some seconds. It was like super <laughs> quick. And I don't yeah. know how I don't know how some people are doing it in like five seconds and like number one on the leaderboards and shit like that's crazy. Yeah, who knows? But uh, but that's the thing I liked about the game was like I got frustrated with something. I didn't just stop playing the game. I just went and did the other things, and then I came back to it later and was like, oh hell yeah! Like no oh, way it was. Yeah, I, I I didn't have I didn't suck. You know what I mean? Like is the way I came across. Like oh I wasn't really shitty. You know doing it. I just didn't have the right shit to do it. And uh, uh -huh. I think that's like if you kind of let the game be the game and continue to play through it, you get to that point where you're like, okay. And I'd say about halfway through the game, it hit for me where I was like, I see what they're doing more so than the first game did. Cause in the first game, you could kind of find your one rhythm and never leave it. And you're just going to get right through. That's the game. what I did. Yeah. That same I, thing. I did the never, same thing. Not at any point ever. Did I not notch three arrows and yep. hit for massive damage? 
This yep. game, you can't. You got. I love the new weapon stamina system. And the yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to get into that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. And they still <laughs> brought back the three-notch arrows, and that was still one of my, like, like uh, bread and butter abilities. Oh, yeah. But I couldn't do it all the time. Fact, no. I, I liked enough equipment abilities that I would be like, I could probably break this component off faster, but I'm good enough and I'm accurate enough. I, I can break it off. I really want to use a sharpshooter ability for this other thing that is almost dead, but not I, that I couldn't quil- kill quickly otherwise. Yeah. Right, I mean, right. It's just good strategy. Uh, then you like Valor build up where you can just activate like superpower modes. Yeah. I was a little guilty of only using one ability, and that was with the potion one for just health. Because of this survivability. Yes. Yeah, the, the health one, right? That's the one I did too. Is that Dude, the one you're I, talking about? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and I realized that I, I built. I had to build on accident having to do with valor more than I did defense because I got into the arena and I got wrecked. <laughs> and I liked it because I couldn't build up the valor. It did just, just live long enough. Yeah, so I got you. I didn't, I didn't upgrade stuff enough, but to that point, I still beat the game and I didn't realize I didn't upgrade stuff enough till after I beat the game. So right, it's yeah. very doable at almost a base level. Uh, I had good weapons. I just didn't put in the time for enough time for crafting and such, oh, okay. so, which is also a really big mechanic of this game. If you feel like you're lagging behind a little bit, go go kill some creatures. You can actually in your crafting system set your materials as a quest and it yeah. leads you to where stuff is at, which is huge, right? Yep. So you I love that. I mean, everything's marked on the map creature wise for the most part. So you can just kind of go, but it helps you, gives you like a little tracker on the side. It acts as a side quest. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. But, to, and I want to get back to what you were saying earlier and to your credit, like if you're getting frustrated with something, there is no shortage of anything to do. Go do something else. Go kill some creatures. Go perfect a skill. Go to a fighting pit. Perfect your melee. I mean, you can always come back with better shit. Yeah, that's a, that's absolutely what I was going to say next is because this this game has so many games kind of built into it. Like you were mentioning crafting, you know, you can make that one thing on its own. Like you can go out and farm these machines to build better weapons or you could go out and just farm actual animals like just go hunt real animals to build bigger pouches and you know ways of holding more arrows and everything like you can build her as a character so many different ways by doing so many different things so that you just don't get bored if you want to go and play story go play story you want to do side quests go do that you want to build a character you want to learn to override um you know, more machines, go do that. You can set those as missions as well. And yeah. they're all going to have their own different challenges with them, which is, is kind of unique in a way. Um, I I don't know because I don't play a ton of giant games like this because I just don't have the time. Um, I mean, this, you have, you have 70 hours. I have 50 hours in this one, you know, that's a ton uh-huh. of time to me already. Yeah. But it, it feels to me like this game here is, it has its own sort of like feel of open world and what to it do in does. it. It you know, so open uh, it, and just a, almost like, not even much of a tangent, but a small tangent for the love of God, do the cauldrons. They're way cooler than the last game. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> the, the cauldrons were some of my favorite parts of the first game, and they felt so much better in Forbidden West. It's not even funny. And How many did you do? I did all of them. How many were there, though? Because I haven't Googled anything to look up stuff. 
Whoa. Do you remember the amount? There's four or five. There's one okay. or two less than this game. Than okay, because I did uh, four, Zerodon. and I did four, and I was going to Google to see if I'd missed any, and I, I never got around to it with, you know, writing the review and, and playing still. Um, uh-huh. But, God, you're right. They're so fun, and they're not easy. They're definitely a notch up, maybe two, compared to the first game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, But they're really cool. They're so cool, though. Oh, my gosh. The, the level design... And those whoever designed those also deserves a raise. <laughs> They're so <laughs> yeah. good, dude. Uh, but yeah, there's no ad, no shortage. There were times like I should have been doing story stuff because I knew the review uh, was coming up. I'm like, I just want to go kill that Thunderjaw <laughs> just because <laughs> yeah. I want to do it. It's yeah. an Apex Thunderjaw. Like, I want to go kill it. Hell yeah. And, yeah. And, and a lot of times that paid off. Like, every time I found a new creature, I'm like, I wonder if I can go kill it. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. Um, you know, we were speaking to Valor there and, and talking a little bit about that. That That is one of my side notes that I would like to have Gorilla put into the next game or maybe make it an option in the DLC or even patch this one. But let me be able to turn Valor off because there were times okay. that I would use my Valor for the potion example. And oh, yes. I would... I would yes. destroy everything and then it would just still be working for another 10 minutes or five minutes or, you know, yeah. it, so it was quite a while actually. Cause I built that thing all the way maxed. I could probably go five minutes with it, you know, from the top to the bottom, you know, um, I hear you. so let me, let me save it. Let me turn it off and let me save it so I can, you know, build it yeah. up and use it again later. Maybe uh, <laughs> I don't think that <laughs> would have broke yeah, the game I, at all I either. Get, yeah. No, no, I don't think so. I kind of get it. It adds a little difficulty because you're forced to make that decision. Like, do yeah. I need this in this situation? And a lot of times it was, yeah, I did. I, I use it at the appropriate times. And like you said, sometimes like maybe I overestimated things and I could have not used it or I didn't need it as much as I thought I did. Yeah. And it would just be going. I'm like, cool. I got half of this bar of valor open and I would like to shut it off. Yeah. But I mean, I never felt like I lacked valor, even when that happened. Like, I feel like towards the end and I I had some uh, equipment that made me build it faster. So maybe that's why I didn't. Maybe it's just the the kind of particular way I built Aloy kind of earlier on. Okay, Uh, right. But I never felt a lack of valor. So I never thought like I could have won that fight had I had valor. The valor was there. It's just a matter of building it. Yeah. Well, and the other reason for it, and just to be completely honest, it happened to me at least twice. I remember I, I activated it on accident um, in the middle of like a fight oh, because, you know, okay. you, you hit the left trigger and then you hit the R1 button to activate it. So it's not really common. But the other thing about it is I'm trying to remember now because it's been a couple of days since I played, but you hit when you notch an, an arrow, you also hit R1, don't you? To knock yes. three. So yeah, that's where that's where I would end up doing it on accident. I would be trying to knock three arrows and I would hit it R1 like out of sequence and it would activate the valor instead of notching three arrows because I would be in the okay. screen because you, you, you have I remember now because you have to go in the screen to craft your arrows. Then you back out of the screen. And as if I would back out of the screen before I would back out completely, I would already be into the next step where I would be holding yeah, the trigger, yeah. trying to knock knock the arrows and then yeah so just to be able to let me shut it off um because i accidentally turned it on would be great make make me buy something you already make me buy fast travel packs which isn't a big deal make me buy something that's like a a valor cancellation or something sure yeah 
I mean, that, that would you can You can add an element to the game, and I would be okay with that. Um, one big, big thing I have in bright red here that I have to say, Gorilla, put a mini-map in this game. Put a mini-map in the game, please. Mm-hmm. Because Hard disagree. I, no way, dude, because it is so annoying to pause and go into the screen for absolutely everything I need to see when I just need to like Grand Theft Auto has a mini map. And if I double tap the down button, the map will become three quarters the size of the screen so I can see what's going on. And then I double tap it again and it goes away, but it doesn't stop what I'm doing in the game. So okay, it's accessible without me leaving the game all the time. I left the game all the time to do that. And why there couldn't be a small mini map somewhere in the bottom. I mean, we're looking at it on YouTube right now. I mean, bottom left is uh, other controls and whatnot, but they did tweak the the layout as well. Um, something just to show me where I'm going because the other reason isn't just to be able to see where little things are on the map. It is to make me see where I need to go because the waypoints in this game are sporadic as fuck and they will tell you to go around a mountain when I can climb over it in a third of the amount of time. So I would like to be able to see that kind of stuff without having to pause and look at the map. And honestly, you can get turned around in this game pretty easily. Uh, You can be fighting something or get caught in a fight when you were heading West and all of a sudden now you're Uh fighting and done and now you're heading East. And then you realize too late, like son of a bitch, I'm already heading East. I, and other reasons for that that I can put a positive spin on is I, I wanted to continue playing around in the world and in the environment, but I, I did get a little frustrated that I kind of had to do that over and over and over into the maps. I just started fast traveling everywhere then, which then I don't see as much of the world. So give me a mini map and I'll play around in the world a little bit more and maybe turn off the stupid waypoints the way they're set up. Cause I don't like them the way they're set up <laughs> in this game at all. Cause they, yeah. they, they track you around ways that you don't need to be tracked around in. And they kind of take you away from the, the explore exploratory side of it. You're not really going and exploring. You're just staying on a road. So it's kind of counterproductive yeah. based off what the game wants you to do. So that, See, that's my uh, cell map map. Please give me a mini map. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got, I got a couple <laughs> counterpoints because All I right, like let's that it doesn't go. have that because I didn't, I didn't hate that ghost of Tsushima didn't have it either. Uh, maybe his pathing was a little better. It was a little bit more direct. Dude, the, win- um, the that wind, the wind in that game was, was epically incredible. done. That, but it, it didn't have pathing. It was very direct. You had to find your own way, but it always told you what direction the thing was in. So I think maybe that's where the difference is. Yeah, See, I prefer that. <laughs> I, I, I will lead into this point saying that I am a map viewer. I will look at a map five times before I move, plan up my path and see exactly where, where I want to go beforehand. So opening up a map a hundred times before I go somewhere, like it's just how I play. So it never, <laughs> never phased me. Um, that being said is I think the guiding system is pretty good. The waypoints are roundabout. They can be. Oh, they definitely are. But <laughs> I feel like, it's like it's more rewarding if you opt out of it and you go towards the path because you can you can and especially in the video you're seeing now it shows you where your points at um and you have the compass that show you the direction where it's actually at so you can you can choose to just go directly there and i feel like i for you if you don't take the easy route by just tell by following the waypoints where the game tells you to go then you get the shorter path because you're, you're putting the work into it. You know, you're scanning the mountainsides to look for climbing points. You're yep. uh, avoiding glint hawks where you don't want to fight them. 
Um, you know, maybe you don't want to fight that storm bird, but it's there. It is going to shoot you lightning cannons, you know, if you go that way. Yeah, it, it all kind of depends. So while it is a little roundabout, I don't ever feel like it affected the gameplay negatively. I don't, I personally don't feel like it needs a mini map. I think it's great. I think the compass uh, and the waypoint system direct you where you need to be um, at, at a moment's notice. It, but if you want the the faster route, you know you can go. You can just as easily go plan your route, and you can set you can set your own waypoints too on the map. And so yeah. as you reach those, you can you can reset it again if you um, don't want to open up the map as much as I tend to naturally anyway. Yeah, and I did set my own waypoints, but the other aspect of it is even with the waypoints that go in it, I would be going on the path they tell me to go on, and I would be heading directly straight following the waypoint the numbers are counting down and as soon as i get to a point where there's a turn to the left i would pass the point where the waypoint wanted me to go and the waypoint would then appear behind me so it did not update quickly enough so it was broken <laughs> it, it, it was definitely broken in some ways because it would not yeah. show you you needed to turn it showed you you just needed to go straight so you then therefore pass yeah. where you should have gone now i'm backtracking and that happened way too much so there definitely are points of the waypoint are not done right okay. like yeah it, it does pull the old school navigate well not even old school but even modern navigation systems like your car or app so like Oh, you passed this one road. Please go back to this one road. Like, nah, there's definitely a connecting road to where I want to be. Right. You know, it, it's still, it, it does pull that occasionally. Yeah, because you can continue forward and the number just keep getting bigger now because you've passed your point. Instead of it finding a new way of going, you just have to turn around and then you're repeating, you know, what you just did. And that happened just way too often. Um, I, I didn't like the waypoints in the first game either. So this isn't anything new. I was just hoping they would have been improved. And I honestly feel like they're a little bit backwards. I don't think they improved them at all. If anything, I think they kind of left them either exactly the same. And the reason, the reason I notice it more is because the world's way bigger and there's going to be way more paths now. So it's just having a harder time, you know, figuring it all out. But, um, I, I'm a purveyor for mini maps and everything because I don't want to have to always glitch out of the game or, or back out of the game and, and see the thing. But I totally get what you're saying as well. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, a that's apples to oranges. Exactly. Yeah. Apples to oranges sort of situation. They're they're both fruit. They're both good. You know what? It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The one thing I wanted to circle back to, I mentioned earlier that they did patch in the game that I have not gone in to play around and finally see it yet. But they did finally make one thing. This is on my notes here that I was sick and tired of. I wanted to be able to pick up things that my focus could see. Like, just, just go pick them up and just do it quickly. And they didn't do exactly what I was asking, but they have made it to where she does not animate when she picks up stuff now. So if you pick up sticks or rocks uh, or anything, okay. she just they just get picked up. So it's just like Ghost. That's the way Ghost was. And you just get it. Like, you just go up to it, push it, and it's yours. And they, I did see some video, and there's people just, like, running through nothing but, uh, you know, what, what, it's not Birchwood, right? Birchwood. Ridgewood, um, as you're going through and then she's just this triangle, like crazy triangle, 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 pick it up. And it's just all disappearing. And she's grabbing it with no that animation. A nice quality of life. The animation yeah. didn't bother me that much, but that is a nice quality of life improvement. And I want them to do the same thing when she drinks stuff. Cause I find that to be a problem too. And I don't know why she has to be animated to drink the thing 
while she's getting her ass kicked. It's like, it's a video game. So let me just drink the thing and it heals Ooh. me. Instead, she's got to stop. I like I, the extra risk. Though. I know we've had that conversation <laughs> and I just, I don't think there's any extra risk involved because there's already enough risk involved. So and to me, it's just an annoyance because not many games do that to add difficulty like it's just make just make the battle more difficult in the background you know don't like it'd be like the difference of like don't let me knock three arrows like just take that ability away and make it harder right mm -hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of the thing they're doing they're just like okay make it to where she has to animate and drink this thing but she can still be attacked while the animation's happening whoa whoa whoa, whoa. no 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 i don't <laughs> think so i don't think so I, I, I can't, like I can't, I can't control the animation and I can't get far enough away, especially in arenas. Cause in the arenas, oh you are, <laughs> they're right on top of you, dude. So you can't get far enough time. away. Yeah. So anyway, that that's just me. I could go on and on and on about little things that kind of drive me nuts, but I'm really happy that they at least did put one in there that I've had on my notes for this from like probably the first week of playing. So uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't even emailed them about it. So that's pretty good. They're, they're mind reading stuff, but obviously that. <laughs> What that really means is I was not the only one that had a problem with that. Yeah. yeah Makes me not it, feel alone. <laughs> now, believe it or not, I may have some less positive things to say about some gameplay, even though I love this game. Now, I'll start off with the range combat. Even better than the first game. Still just as flawless, if not better. The melee is definitely better. It was nearly unusable in the first game. Uh, so there's yeah. it, it has improved. I the way they improved it is it, it is better. It, it is like two hundred percent better. I'm not going to say it's great. I'm not. It, I was able to do things with it, and I was able to use it to my advantage. But there's no point where like if I would go into melee right now, I would do better. Not any point. No. So no. I think it fits the game, um, and I think they would make great strides in it. Still don't think it's that good. But Aloy is she's a hunter from the Nora, and they're primarily archers it checks out, but they at least made it usable. Okay. Now, before you keep going, I need to talk to you about uh -huh. melee because I uh -huh. want to, I want to bounce something off of you that I think would make the melee epic in this game and actually uh -huh. mean something right now. Sure. We've, we both played ghost of Tsushima. Yep. There's something in that game called stances, right? Yeah. So let's do this now in horizon you have to fight machines or you have to fight people. So, and those people can be different also, just like the machines are different. That's fair. So most of the time you're going to fight the machines ranged or with abilities. You're not going to really go up to them, you know, melee in them, but you can, if you'd like, sure, go ahead. You can make that yeah. part of the fun. Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. This game absolutely needs to have a stance option so that you can change your stance to your fighting hand to hand now instead so that now I can have myself a block. Maybe I can even use my cool shield instead of just as a wing or a floaty thing all the time. Right. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. and maybe I have a, a third or fourth ability that I can change my stance to very similar to the way ghost was because it didn't take long for me to get rather annoyed with the melee because it's just swing, 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 swing. It's either heavy or light attack over and over and over. There's not a lot of like finesse to it, right? No, there isn't. 
what are your like thoughts on like doing a stance, having something like that so that you can fight melee? If a machine were to come up, you can just change your stance to a machine stance, go right back into your range fighting like you see right now. Like we play as Aloy all the time already. Yeah. But you take care of the machine or you, you know, you put some space between you and the humans and kill the machines or vice versa. And you switch back to a melee combat where you can go hand to hand now with these humans. I, I see, I see what you're saying. I see where you're coming from. Um, I don't know if I want that too much because this is a primarily range focused game and the machines do get in range and melee like range with you frequently because a lot of them are fast and powerful, but a lot of times it's, not the best strategy to stay in melee with the machines they will fuck you up oh absolutely because not people there's a lot more of that that's doable and i'm not sure what kind of like finesse i'm looking for and it makes sense that if you can't you know parry a three thousand pound alligator that's you know lunging at you but right. you know maybe a light parry nothing like crazy to because i don't want to defeat the focus of the game the focus ala is an archer first and foremost and she's oh no it. see like you're yeah you're, you're kind of misunderstanding me i i'm saying like the only way you're going to be able to fight and hold your own on a machine is if you're doing it in this stance that we're playing the game in right now period it, okay you're, you're not going to be able to switch to the other stance and do anything. You're just going to get your ass kicked. So the game's already going to lean you in that direction. If you want to go in and try, go ahead and try, but you're going to get whooped on, or you can be having, you know, all these Elden ring people beating it in 25 minutes, never getting touched. Who knows? Right. <laughs> yeah. What I'm, what I'm saying is it would open the diversity of the gameplay when you're in a hand to hand combat now, because it's going to be a fun combat. Like the machine combat is fun because I can now use my shield as a shield and I can now use my, you know, spear, as yeah. a spear okay. and I can use it. I can maybe even have like a sword or, you know, something separate. Maybe I use my spear as a staff as well. I have other abilities depending on my stance, but then I can also just put my weapons away and go straight hand to hand with them if I wanted to as well. Hmm. I don't know if that I'd want uh, a more complex melee system. I think would have added nice balance is if you could have added um, like elemental coatings or something to your spear to then make them more effective against machines or people. Because uh, while the, the spear was still effective in a lot of situations, it, it it was still pretty lackluster at times. And I think that's fine. It just I still want just just a touch, like just a, a minimal change that would have made it feel better while still making the game still heavily focused on ranged combat. I don't okay. I don't know if I want different weapons or anything like that. And, well, and, and maybe the shield was in play. It would take one or like have like a bit of a health bar, like some of the like elite like human enemies had a shield that that would break apart after so much damage. That would be cool. So you get a couple like cool, maybe not counters or parries, but like, oh shit, I can't I can't dodge out of the way of this thunder jaw tail swipe. Maybe I can pop my shield out. I still get knocked down, but I take no damage or half damage or you know something to mitigate mm -hmm. a little bit. Just well, just enough to kind of like make you give give you a little bit of survivability, right? Well, I I I think I can speak more to why I think what I'm saying would be in the game's benefit in our spoiler cast coming up next. Okay, because okay. because enough. I don't want to spoil too much for anybody. Uh, and I think we've done a great job already getting in and doing everything we've done and and going over the game. And wow, we haven't spoiled shit, man. We're doing all right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
this game is a hard game to not spoil as well. So there's um, so much. We got to be so pretty proud story. of ourselves for that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't trying to cut you off, but uh, no, I, I'm no gonna, worries. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell you on that melee in the spoiler cast. So everybody, make sure you tune into that one. Um, but uh, what, what else? Uh, what else do you have? You said you didn't want to talk too negative, but is there anything else uh, you had that you wanted to touch on? Yeah, just one final thought because I think overall gameplay is phenomenal for this game, but climbing sometimes was a little touchy. I think yep. climbing yep. is way better in this game. Uh, I, I know we mentioned in the past where you mentioned that people uh, want to be more Breath of the Wild-esque, where you can climb anywhere. I disagree. I like the realism as to where you can climb, and I love that you can use the focus, and it highlights the climbing points. I think that's really, really cool. It's a really nice touch. Like, you're looking through Aloy's focus, and, like, the focus would be showing here where she could get good handholds and stuff. Yeah, um, the, the, the thing about the difference between Zelda and this game that I want to say... Um, is Zelda's magic based? Like there's, there's, it's in a an unbelievable world. Like it's yeah. This and the ter- is and the terrain isn't developed like this is absolutely not. And this Horizon is a real world like that we supposedly live in right now. That is just fantastical. Meaning that like these things potentially could happen, man. Like it sounds ridiculous, but it <laughs> could happen. So yeah. there still has to be that somewhat realism. I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I do think the climbing is broken in spots because she can uh-huh. sometimes climb on things that other times she can't. So there's, there's, there's discrepancies is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and there's, the a, there's same no, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no shorts yeah. in places you can climb like any mountain there's climbing spots to, so yeah. to their credit, the amount of places that it allows you to climb and they could just like, not let you climb is incredible there's so much to get around but oh, yeah. sometimes with that in an open world and with all, all that variability you're like what the shit like you've jumped that distance before just let uh-huh. me jump that distance exactly and it's not all the time it's not like it breaks climbing but occasionally get to that spot where it's a little funky and it doesn't want to recognize the next climbing spot yeah it's something that players should just be aware of now like if they haven't played the game and you know they're listening now be aware that kind of stuff will happen. Um, it's just, it's just part of, I guess they're learning, you know, of, of coding it to the next level and they just haven't quite hit that perfect mark yet. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally, I totally agree with you on that one for sure. Um, for me, like, I, I guess like the very uh, couple positives toward the end, um, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast already, but I love the slide in this game. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's so much fun. It's just so it's the perfect amount of video gamey, but still realistic, but it's definitely over the top. Like it's not oh, realistic it's to over the top. I mean, she's sliding down rocks. I mean, she'd be bloodied up and all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? And, and if you did it right in some of the spots that I did, I could get her to slide for probably like 40 seconds, like just <laughs> downhill areas that kind of curve and yeah, turn and keep yeah. going. And it was just super cool. I just like doing it because it's very video gamey. Um, but and the very the very last thing, I think it could use a little bit of tweaking, but the weapon wheel, best best out there. Like it just it doesn't get. It was the better. best in the first game. It's the best now. They they've continued the streak when it comes to that. The only thing I think they could do is add the ability to swap weapons without going into the menu every time. And I know there are ways to do that because I have played games that do that. It's just not a weapon okay. wheel. It's just a menu select that you hold and boxes come up on the screen. Um, oh, so, I see. 
I see. Yeah. You know, if I could hold the weapon wheel up and then combine that with like, say, um, I don't know, a face button, you know, there's plenty of them to choose from. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you don't use on the weapon wheel, you don't use square, circle, and triangle, right? You're only crafting yeah. and then you're using R1 when you're in the weapon wheel to activate your valor. That's it. Yep. So they could easily make it to where I could select my weapon and have two other weapons inside of it. And I could just use square to go back left and I could use circle to go forward okay. right and let yeah. me swap my weapons in the, in the wheel instead of going in and out. Cause I needed to do that a lot because I didn't have every weapon with every element. So I would mix and match them. So I had to switch my weapons often like, oh, okay, I don't have, you know, two arrows or two bows with two different elements, but I have two different, like, what do I want to say? Yeah. Like the slingshots, right? You know, I had those yeah. and then I would have to swap in and out my slingshot because I still needed my other weapons, or I would just have to change my whole wheel around the whole setup and then put it back when I was done kind of thing. So something like that would just add a little bit, um, accessibility wise, make it a little bit smoother. Okay. Get in and out and yeah. swap. I mean, but I had my core it. group of stuff, so I just dealt with whatever I had. Like, I don't, have, I don't have anything they're weak against. Well, I have things they're not strong against, I guess. So, you know, yeah, I'm just going to light them on fire instead and, and kind of get a little bit of work around. Yeah, I, I got there eventually, too. I did get to a point where I was like, OK, I have everything I need. I'm good. I finally got all these certain, you know, old, opened elemental ones. But I think it just would have yeah, yeah. getting to that point. It would have just made it a little bit easier. And then you would have just found your your niche yeah. or your groove. Yeah, and you can get to that point. The, the game has a huge variety of weapons. It's crazy how much variety there is compared to uh, the first game. So yeah, uh, early on, that's a thing you may have to do. Later on, I had, I didn't have to switch weapons hardly at all. There's yeah. uh, weapons I switched to for different playstyle, but not because yep. of different elements. Right, absolutely. Same here, same here. All right, any final thoughts before we give our score here? Ooh, let's move on to the score, man. All right. All right. Uh, I, I'm ready for my score. I, I've made up my mind as we talked. I, I knew I had to get the conversation out of my brain and, and in out of, out of my voice and, and to you before I could finally put what I wanted to on it. Um, you go first, sir. You get the honors this time. If I could give this game more than a five out of five, <laughs> dude, I would. So, I mean, I, I, like I said before, I, I led into this episode saying that this, this world, this universe, this environment, just it hits me in a way that other games haven't. Mm -hmm. And so, I, I recognize that my score is a little bit biased for me, just because I've just melded so well with it. But I, I don't know that I've had a just more consistently just incredibly pleasant time playing a game and then there's other games i've had an enormously good time but i've just literally enjoyed every second even when it got hard and frustrating and i get done i'm like i got my ass kicked but that game is hella fun again that's a good <laughs> ass game. i'm gonna be right back for another four hours tomorrow right yeah yeah so, yeah it's not without its imperfections i know the world is huge and you know we've all experienced open world games and there's some some stability issues some forgivable some they like you said could have been baked a little bit longer i got lucky with mine with my installation and it was very very stable uh i just i love aloy as a character she's very very relatable for me i find a lot of similarities between me and how she was written um the the world is still a perfect blend between like ancient society and futuristic technology in a way that no media has ever done period 
in any sort of good fashion like this has been done. It just it's just a perfect perfect mix. The the new race of people, new race, the new tribe of people, the Tanakh, were super cool. They're like uh, like a group of like very Aztec themed um, tribes of people with a with all unique cultures on their own, and you felt those unique cultures. Just the world is huge. It feels big. The the people make it feel really well developed. It. I will play this game again when I finally get time and there's other things because I really want to play Elden Ring. I've been wanting to play it since it released. I love From Software stuff, but I couldn't not get myself to pull away from Horizon long enough to play that game. It's just it's one of my new top favorite games. It's it's better than Horizon Zero Dawn. And if you guys have been listening since the very beginning, I fucking love you because <laughs> uh, that was my number two game. This and I was talking to my wife. This may beat out Ocarina of Time for me. Maybe not because there's a lot of nostalgia for me, but it's ancient yeah. up there. I adored this game. Well, that means a lot. If you take nostalgia away, that means this would be number one. So that's a that's a big deal. I mean, that's a that's a big statement. Yeah, this is this is my new favorite game aside from Ocarina of Time, and that that holds special memories for me, like growing up. But you know, and that's the only reason it beats it out. It's just because that, that game has a very nostalgic place uh, and this game just it was everything I wanted it to be. I wanted Horizon Zero Dawn skilled up and more of it. And that's precisely what I got. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right on, man. Right on. Well, five out of five for Josh. Um, nobody said we would agree and nobody said we would give it one score so <laughs> no that's we, fine yeah we we don't agree on this one um i'm i'm not a five out of five guy i'll i'll tell you i i had a hard time really going through it thinking about it uh i finished the game i did go back in and played some more i think i beat it around the 45 hour i have 51 now so i put about another six hours in just kind of having fun with it playing the arenas and doing things like that um yeah. definitely enjoyed uh pretty much everything about the game. Um, I can, I can forgive certain things. I can overlook them sure, and just, sure. just paint them nice and pretty and know what they could have been like. Um, what I am hoping to do is to completely uninstall this game and reinstall it and just see if I get a better situation. Cause I do plan on going back to okay. try and okay. try and platinum this one anyways, what my plan is. We'll see if I can do it or not. But I had a, I had a lot of, uh, internal struggles, you know, like I would, I would sit down and I would have the very, very frustrated endings to a gameplay because it had been just a nightmare of glitches that I knew I didn't do anything wrong, but I just wasted like however much time com completing these things or restarting my console and all these mm -hmm. other things. Yeah. Um, I get you. at the same time, that's a detriment to the game and a detriment to my score, it's also kind of a, you know, positive spin on that as well, because I kept going back. Like I kept That's enjoying true. the game, That's right? True. Yeah. And I could have given up, you know, at hour 10, because at hour 10, I was having the same problems I was having at hour 40. And they just never went away for me. And it was unfortunate. Uh, I do feel like something strange happened because there are glitches. You didn't have near as many as me, but yeah. a lot of people had similar stuff to me. Some people had worse, some people had less. And then it like came down to like, how, how would I, you know, change my score because of how 
the game made me feel because it didn't fulfill this perfect playthrough, this process that I expected, right? And yeah. I, I did dial myself back a little bit because of what I've already said, like the game kept me playing. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the gameplay. When everything worked, it worked fantastically. And I thought, you know what? Like nothing's perfect. You can't expect perfection. Sure, you're going sure. to have your problems everywhere. I probably went in maybe a little too hyped for this game. Maybe uh, just wanting more than it could even give me possibly. Okay. And I was like, okay, you know what? That That's probably the case. I probably did do that. But let's let's even take that away and just go in like fresh. What if what if the original game never existed? How would you feel at this point? You know, that kind of thing. And I, w- I was leaning hard on a three. I'm like, you know what? Like this is kind of average because our score, you know, our score is average on a three. Sure. And, you know, like the more I thought of a three, I'm like, you know, I, I mean, is it is it very good? Is it average? You know, is it flawed? Like I kind of went through all those because, you know, two on our scale is flawed. And okay. I'm like, yeah, I mean, my experience was flawed. It was it was definitely flawed. And I'm like, but was the game flawed and not just and, technically flawed is what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Was okay. it was it just the technicalities of it all or was, you know, the game itself flawed? And I'm like, you know what? The game wasn't flawed. So I, I, it's definitely, I can't go lower than a three. Right. So I'm like, okay, it definitely was a good game. It was average on par. I had fun with it. I expected more, but I didn't get it. But whose fault is that? Not theirs, not the games. That's mine, you know? So man, I I struggled and struggled. Wanted to have this conversation with you, go over the full review, get it all out of my head watch it as we're doing the review here, you know, think <laughs> yeah. about it all again. Right. I hear and, you. and you know what? Like I, I ended it all and I'm like, you know what? It, it It's a four. Like I, I'm going to go for okay. because that's kind of what I expected is yeah. I, I know what the technical, because even though you're saying the game wasn't flawed and it was technically flawed, I mean that technically flawed your experience. Right. So yes. I fully expected you to like not give a perfect score like I did, <laughs> and, and I mean this is this is uh, this is a me kind of game. This is a Josh game, like you oh, said sure. early on. Uh, so if it had it been like performance wise and everything, just like Zero Dawn, but it was another Zero Dawn story, I think I still would have been happy. But they gave me so much more than. Because I came in like, if this is as good as Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm going to be thrilled. And they gave me like a lot more. Like the story was yeah. like just as engaging, if not better, and everything. And the new creatures, the crafting system. It was just like exactly, like I said, Zero Dawn, it's scaled up with more shit and cooler things to do. So I am absolutely like just pleased with this game. Yeah. And everything, everything you said in your score and your review there, same goes for me. But Unfortunately, uh, you know, I had a way worse experience getting through the game than you. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that is that is ultimately going to drag my number down. That's fully uh, fair. Yeah. And you know, maybe we'll come back and do uh in, in the trilogy, we'll come back. They gotta make another one or something. I mean, they're gonna they gotta make more of them. They can't stop so, making these games are too popular, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we definitely alluded to more for sure. Maybe maybe we get some DLC and uh 
I, so. I, I get another replay through this and we can revisit the review and we'll see if I, if I want to annul my four, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I'll, yeah. I'll divorce myself from it and, uh, and, and, and marry a five who knows we'll see, but <laughs> we'll see, yeah. So that, that is it for this review. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We are going to get out of here and go do some spoiler casting. So tune in for that next. Uh, we're going to keep that as today as well. So this is a double podcast day and we'll get into some deep story stuff. And if you don't mind spoilers, come enjoy uh, some chats because we're going yeah. to chat it up and talk spoilers. So it'll be a good time. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Until next time, game on. Volume up. Stay loud.